Hey, this is Joey Rumble. I'm the pastor of Summerbrook Church in Somerville, South Carolina, and this is our podcast. I hope the message you listen to today speaks to your heart and helps you connect with Jesus and grow in Him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the message. All right, go ahead and pull out your message notes or your Church Center app to follow along with us. We're going to be in John 17, uh, and so excited to take this journey with you as we continue our series of God loves you. Today we're looking, leaning into the union of communion. And uh, uh, before I, let me give you a quick context. Uh, John 13 through 17 are, are, are Jesus' uh, last time with his disciples uh, before he is uh, given over to be arrested and uh, crucified for the sins of all mankind. And it, it's some of the most, if you've never read John 13 through 17, incredible, incredible, incredible. I just love those uh, conversations that he's having with his disciples uh, from 13 to 16. But John 17, a lot of times it's called the high priestly prayer, is where Jesus is praying for the disciples and those that would uh, receive Christ from their message. And it's just an incredible prayer in John 17. And it's one of the areas that has changed my life in a major way. And so I'm uh, honored and excited to bring it to you today. So John 17, 20 through 26, I want to encourage you to uh, keep your hearts open because I believe God is going to touch you and praying that he touches you like he did me in this passage. Verse 20, I do not ask for these only, talking about his disciples, as he, talking as he's praying, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Let me reread verse 23. This verse really has impacted me in a major way. I in them, verse 23, 17, I in them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. And then going back to John 15, verse 9 through 11, Jesus is sharing This is where he's sharing with his disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So now going back to John 17, 23, I and them, you and me, 
that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. My eyes were open because I used to see that God, uh, his love for me was like uh, he set it up where he had to love me. It was, a, it was like, a, a, okay, I'm going to throw Joey a bone. He, he's going to be cared for because, uh, uh, you know, it's part of what I'm supposed to do. Now, I know the scripture doesn't teach that, but that's kind of how I related with God in my own brokenness and my own personal struggles. And, and so when I read John 17, 23 and John 15, 9, uh, my eyes were opened uh, that, in John 17, 23, that God loves me as much as he loves Jesus, that uh, and, and then it shares in John 15, 9, that as, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. As much as the Father loved Jesus, he loves me. Now, Scripture teaches that the Godhead is, is uh, the way Scripture describes who God is, it's one God and three persons of the Godhead. One God, three persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the definition of that is the word Trinity. Now, the word Trinity is not in Scripture, uh, the word, but the, the definition and the description of it absolutely is of describing uh, the relationship of God. So, uh, but a, a really cool word that describes God, uh, the Trinity, the Godhead, it, it, I love is where it describes God as the beloved. That the Godhead in relationship, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, it, it, one of the words is the beloved. So there is what my eyes were open to is that there is this perfect relationship, perfect love relationship in the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And God's character, he is love. It doesn't say that God has love. Scripture says that he is love. And as much as God loves himself, as much as God loves Jesus, that perfect love relationship in the Godhead is how much he loves me and he loves you. That this can revolutionize every area of your life if, I believe, if your eyes uh, your spiritual eyes could be open to how much God loves you. That's why it's so important because it, it touches every part of your life, what you do uh, as a career, what you do in relationship with your family, what you do in the community, what you do here at church, what you do relating to others. This impacts every area. The second one, we're going to look at both of them, then we're going to unpack it, is th this union with Christ, that we see in the past, I and them, you in me. I and them, you in me. That there is this union with Christ where God talks about uh, abide in my love. Like this connectedness to Christ is so strong. It, it's so amazing. Now, let me say what it's not, and then I'll unpack it a little bit uh, about uh, what it is. 
in our humanity the difficulty of explaining as much as we can. Um, we, this union with Christ, when we come to know Jesus, we don't become God or a God. And when you go to heaven, you, it's not like you become a God, where there's this union with Christ where now you're one with Christ where you, you become God. That, no, no. It, or that you become a God. But there is such a union with Christ here that it does impact every area of your life. In your relationship with God, uh, the, when you, Scripture talks about when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life, meaning you are now a God container. God lives within you. That means wherever you go, God goes with you because he lives within you. At baptism, you are baptized into Christ. What that means is that you came to know Christ, and now Christ lives within you. The Holy Spirit lives within you, and you are in Christ. So you're telling the, uh, it's an outward demonstration of an inward change that now you are in Christ. You are baptized into Christ. You know Christ. You're in him. I mean, it is this is a branch and the vine and the branches. This union with God is so close. I'll say again, you, you don't become God. He's in charge. He's chief. You submit to him. We follow his leadership. But there's such a closeness with God that it, it changes everything. There's this union with Christ. That's why when we receive communion, the union of communion, that we should grow in a deeper relationship with God every day as we uh, receive communion or we interact with the Lord growing in him. So with the context that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus, God loves you as much as he loves himself, and understanding this close union with Christ, um, we're going to unpack a couple of areas of how you can grow in this. Uh, because God loves you perfectly. Um, matter of fact, I, I shared uh, one of the big statements that's driving uh, this series, God Loves You, is uh, not I obey, therefore God loves me. But God loves me, therefore I obey. And when you start to understand that you are that dearly loved by God, it enables you to obey. So God, as the pastor of this church, does not love me any more than he loves you. Or if you're at work, that you're interacting with people and they seem all the more spiritual than you, or in your small group, someone knows all the scripture content, and you just learn it and you just know a little bit. God doesn't love that person more than he loves you. He loves us all the same. Now, as a Christ follower, you can please the Lord more than another Christ follower. By your obedience, your lifestyle and your quick obedience to the Lord can be more pleasing to the Lord than someone else. Or uh, God could trust you more than he trusts me. Be, it, meaning uh, God speaks something into your life and shows you what you need to do, and you're quick to respond. But Pastor Joy Rumble's like, uh, 
I wrestled with him for a couple of years, and, and he's sitting there thinking, come on, let's go, Pastor. Come on, Joey, let's go. And, and, and you, God says at one time, and, and you're, you're being obedient. So God uh, can trust you. you. Your life could be more pleasing, or vice versa. God could trust me more than he trusts you because I'm quick to obey, and you're not. You see the, the difference here. So I... I that's why it's so important. You just don't go and do your own thing. Well, if God loves everyone the same, no, no, that, that's missing the point. Uh, God's our creator. He, he's got a purpose for us. So with this union with Christ and this um, understanding how dearly he loves us, how do we grow in this? How do we um, uh, maximize what God would have us to do. And so we're going to look at uh, several practical areas. Let's unpack this, that God loves me as much as he loves himself and that the union with Christ. The first one is God's word. John 17, 8, as Jesus is praying, he prays, for I have given them the words that you gave me and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. So God God um, has given the words that the Lord gave to Jesus to give to the disciples. And because of that, each one of us needs to take the time to get into God's word, to hear what he's saying, to commune with the Lord. Because this union, this closeness with Christ, him wanting to speak to us and lead us and guide us can really be hindered. If we're not in God's word, like what I mean by hindered, we can't hear the direction of the Lord is clear. And so we can be hindered in this walk with God. That's why it's so important. There's nothing, it's so important to personally get in God's word. It's so important to take the time. The next one is this, John 10, verse 3 and 4, where Jesus is talking to his disciples about and, and sharing how he is the good shepherd. And he shares this. To him, the gatekeeper opens the sheep, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice and calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And, and another thing in, in uh, this union with Christ and knowing that how experiencing more and more knowing how much God loves us is prayer and worship. That when we begin to understand that we can hear the voice of God, this is so huge that it is our birthright as a Christ follower to be able to hear the voice of God. That God wants us to, wants to speak to us and, and it's not arrogant as a Christ follower to say, God, speak, show me. Uh, direct me. Now, I've personally never heard the audible voice of God. I've had a few friends that have at times have shared that they literally heard the audible voice of God. I haven't. I've never, but man, I have heard God's voice so clearly that it felt audible. And God has spoken so clearly at times to me that, and, and that's not arrogant for me to expect that. It's my birthright as a Christ follower. It's my birthright and what I do uh, to be able to hear from God, to have the wisdom to do it. So I want to encourage you as you're in God's word and seeking God in prayer and worship time as we are lingering before the Lord, God speaks. 
And in that speaking, you can grow in this intimacy and this closeness with God. There is unity. There is union with Christ. But to, to maximize this incredible blessing that God has given us, we got to take the time to get off of any distractions that are in our lives. What's distracting you? For some of you, it might be uh, social media, too much uh, media, too much entertainment, too much TV, whatever it is. And, and, and I, each one of us as Christ followers got to limit and realize what's the amount that of these areas I'm going to allow into my life. Because we need to make sure we hear from the Lord. And, 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 and I want you to know right now, I, I don't um, watch, I, I don't, I'm not in God's word 24 hours a day. Like at 3 in the morning, I don't wake up and speak in God's word and, and uh, uh, all of that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, so I, I'm going to stop. I was facing it. I, I didn't go chase that rabbit last service. I won't chase it now. My point here is that we need to make sure that um, um, being spiritual Makes we got to make the decision that how much of the media and all of that we're going to allow in our life because in our generation, this is something one of the biggest stealers of quality time with the Lord. It's also one of the biggest stealers if you have kids in your home of quality time of you impacting them with God's word. I'm telling you, you got to wrestle with this and come to some grips with what you're going to do. The next one is this. Sharing God's love with others. In John 17, 20 and 21, it sh shares, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me God's heart as that the world may believe in him. Part of uh, this... Uh, commission that we have as Christ followers is to get God's word out. As Christ followers is to share God's love. What a great opportunity we have this coming Sunday with Happy Fall, y'all. We're going to do one outdoor service where we're going to have uh, preaching and teaching. It's going to be an amazing outdoor service. If you, it, it, it's it, one of the highlights of the year we do as a church is our outdoor services. We're also going to have a trunk or treat for all of the kids, and it's going to be amazing. We're going to have a hayride. We're going to have pet and zoo. Matter of fact, make sure you bring camping chairs uh, for chairs to sit outside. Also bring a side or a meal to share. It's going to be amazing. But one of the opportunities each one of us has is to invite people in the community to come. Because we're also going to share the gospel. And they're going to get the opportunity to interact with other Christians and, and, and rub shoulders with other Christ followers to see their lives change for eternity. So I would encourage you, use this opportunity of Happy Fall, y'all, to bring people with you and invite your friends to come on this moment next week. So one service, 10 o'clock. Matter of fact, we got candy and one of the trunk or treat, uh, one of the trunks outside as you're leaving today if you want your kids or you want to grab some as you're leaving. We even have a soccer goal out there for you. The other one is this. In John 17, 13, of res practical response, so we looked at getting in God's word, prayer, worship, sharing God's love with others. Another one's about joy. In John 17, 13, Scripture says this. 
but now I am coming to you. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Scripture clearly says here that, uh, that Jesus is wanting us to have joy fulfilled in our lives. That he came also for our joy. So how's your joy? How's your joy? How's your uh, opportunities to share Christ? I have a friend, dear friend, that we were just hanging out the other day. And he's like a legend in the recovery community. Just a legend. And he was coaching my daughter, Mary, in uh, t-ball years ago. And as Mary played t-ball with him and uh, after that year, you know, uh, never talked to him again. We weren't friends then. He was just a coach of my daughter, Mary, in t-ball. Well, years later, me and Robbie intersect each other's lives. And he was in our small group, and he had become a Christian years ago. And when we talked, he goes, I, I think I was your daughter's t-ball coach. And we talked about it, and we, went, we actually found a, 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 a picture of it. And he started, we started, and, and, and he's one of my best friends, dearly love him. But he shared something that convicted me to the core. He goes, Joey, I was free from alcohol and drugs for a few years at this point. But it took me a few more years before I got saved and gave my heart to Jesus. Because it sure would have been nice if you would have shared Christ with me because I was ready then. I was open. I just, I didn't, no one shared anything with me. And, and boy, did I feel convicted. It was like three more years before he gave his heart to the Lord. He was my daughter's t-ball coach. And, I, and, and to this day, I never forget it. I brought it up last time I was around him last week. And I... He was open. He was searching. He was ready, but he needed someone to step out of their comfort zone, realizing that I, realizing I'm dearly loved by God, and I've got to share that with others, and it's an overflow. So I want to encourage you. There's such a great joy that you can experience in sharing Christ with others. And Robbie's a mantra for me to not leave those opportunities unturned for the future. Who is it that God has divinely brought into your life to seize those opportunities. Who right now is it right now that you should be inviting next week? The last one of practically walking out knowing from a response to John 17 is in John 15, 9 through 11. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. When we realize that we're this dearly loved by God, what enables us to fight sin and 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 not give in to sin is when your eyes are open to God's love and the unity, the union we have with Christ, when you understand both of these things, you don't want anything coming in and tainting this relationship. You don't want anything coming in the way. 
of tainting this relationship. So God loves me, therefore I obey. What have you just been tolerating? What's been lingering of sin? Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe, maybe it's just you've got an anger problem. And you just say, well, it's just the way I am. I'm Irish. I can say that because I'm half Irish. You know, no, you're not. That's not just the way you are. You've accepted, and I've accepted, maybe a, a character sinful flaw that when you understand that that hinders this closeness with God. And that's why, that's why that each one of us needs to understand and pray, God, open my eyes to how much I'm loved. And then as you are know that you're dearly loved by God, then obedience flows. If you want to make headway, you need a, I want to encourage you to look at prayer, look at worship, look at God's word, look at your joy level, look at sharing Christ with others, and look at sin patterns. And from this response of John 17, 23, where do you need to really take inventory in your walk with God? Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that our response to serve you, to honor you in everything we do, that God, the takeaways from this message, I pray that you would uh, enable us to respond in Jesus' name. God, speak to us the steps we're to take. In Christ's name we pray. And everyone said together, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen.